Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today with episode 211 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it's me, Kirk, with ACG. Oh, yes. 211. Yeah, 211. We're getting up there. We're getting up there. Yes, I want to be one of those shows. You know, I've, I've thought in the past, like, do we ever rebrand, start anew? But I want to be one of those shows that just gets into the 900s. We're that intimidating podcast where you're like, yep. fuck, that's so many episodes. I'm going to get none of the inside jokes. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, no shit. <laughs> anyway, thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, we want to start off with one quick announcement and then a cool little statistic I noted uh, when doing some channel-oriented research. Number one is uh, we're available on Spotify. That's official. Um, when I first told you guys we were on Spotify, our album was there. But the episodes weren't currently updating. Uh, now mm. all our episodes are available on Spotify, so you can listen there on top of Google Play and iTunes. Uh, a lot Boom. of people were really happy about that. So that made me uh, really happy to see that, that we were providing for you guys. But if you also want the show early, ad-free, uh, you can support the Patreon for a dollar. It's linked in the, descri- yeah, linked in the description down below. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, every dollar counts. Uh, especially in the dry period here in July. Things are starting to heat up a little bit. We're, we're seeing some games come out now, and uh, news is really going to pick up, I believe, in August. But right now, things are a little slow, so we appreciate all of you who support Carrick or I. Carrick's Patreon's down below. Uh, the other statistic I noted, and it was really cool, is historically on my channel, uh, Nintendo videos don't do well, uh, which is fine. I'm used to that. My, I think one of my best Nintendo performances that I can think of was I made a, a Mortal Kombat Switch video. Uh, which mm. which ended up doing well. It was just a little discussion on how the existence of that game on the platform was actually really big. Um, but anyway, what I thought was interesting was we had Rob of Rule of Two review on the channel last week, and actually that podcast in total, well, alone on YouTube, but in total uh, aggregated 10,000 listens almost, um, but on YouTube alone beat out my own individual produced video, um, which is something that we don't see that often. Um, we, we, like I said, had about 10,000 listeners. And so I just wanted to say, we appreciate you. We really, really are happy to see that, you know, we don't blow up the numbers chart with our podcast, but we're very consistent here. We're always in that 10,000 range when you combine all platforms and, uh, that means the world to us. So we just want to shout out, uh, send a quick thank you to all of you out there for uh, supporting us. And now let's talk about projects that are coming up. Carrick, are you doing anything, anything fun, anything cool, Uh, anything big? Um, Blow uh, my fucking I, mind. I, I, I am cha- Yeah, no, unfortunately. <laughs> well, I am doing something that I, I will tell you after the... I, I forgot all about it. It's nothing huge by any means, okay. but it's something I was sort of excited for. When it comes down to it, um, I'm just trying to fix some of the stuff on the Patreon. You know, we both got the new terms of service thing. Yeah, like yeah, month, so we right? had to change some stuff. Yeah. yeah, so I changed some stuff, and then because I changed those, I'm going in, and I've been going in the last couple of days and trying to adjust... Um, you know, different reward adds a couple rewards, adjust yeah, things that I found people loved, and then maybe some that people never did. You know, that were at a mm-hmm. weird level or something like that. So, just in those, most of it's like patron gaming. Like we've been doing a shit ton of uh, different games behind the scenes, just with patrons and groups. We're gonna do some board games, D and D, that kind of stuff. But on the channel, it's just we're talking. You know, we were talking about it prior. A couple reviews here and there. Um, all my shit's demonetized now, which I wasn't aware of until this morning. My condolences. So. Yeah, I woke up and somebody's like, dude, I watched the last five of your reviews. There was no ads on any of them. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I go in there. And so I fought all those. Um, so, yeah. So any time you guys can listen to these podcasts, um, support there. I, I have my podcasts on um, all of those as well. Any of that kind of stuff. People don't 
dude, there's going to definitely be some some changes when it comes to like what we see. <coughs> we were talking about another thing behind the scenes too mm -hmm. that seems to be you know showing like Twitch versus YouTube versus Mixer. You know, like where do you go and how do you mm -hmm. how do you do things? Um, I'll it's not just about reviews. YouTube nowadays. It's just about it's, it's where not. how many platforms can you be on and how successful can you be on all of them. And how to do it and how to go about it. So that's really what I'm doing is a bunch of the behind the scenes stuff to try to make sure everything's cleaned up. And it's easy for right. me because people don't realize that like you and I may record it. We do a little editing, but then getting it. I, I talked to you about this when you were thinking about the audio stuff. I'm like, you have to do this and then you have to do this. And people think, oh, it's like five minutes. But to get it posted everywhere, mm -hmm. descriptions in, it's like that's another hour and a half or whatever, you know, depending on what you're it's a doing. Process. It's shit. a production so process. Yeah. I'm trying to make it as easy as possible behind the scenes for me. Yeah, that's pretty much it. My, my best up, move was my best move was hiring just like a part time editor. You know, one two videos a week if need be. Uh, nothing crazy. You know, I usually send them just gameplay oriented videos. Like I'll handle the face cam stuff. I'll handle the reviews. But you know, just clear the mental space and focus on other stuff. Like I, I had mentioned yeah. earlier in the the week, I I, um, I traveled to an event for a game I cannot yet talk about. Um, gonna have a ton of coverage for it though. And, uh, you know, I was able to have content up while I was gone because I had an editor. You know, I was able yeah, to say, exactly. like, hey, can you just do this video? I'm going to do this video. And it's just a little communication. And uh, I'm, I'm very fortunate. Shout out to Nova Veen. I, I, don't, I don't know if he listens to the show, but uh, shout out to him. Awesome yeah, guy. Got, very dude, helpful. It, these days, you, I mean, because we're not multi, like, we talked about this. There's a certain website that gets every first page. You know who I'm talking <laughs> about. And we are, we're always joking. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Because yeah. they're not that big here and there. But we're fighting against... We're talking about Game Informer. <laughs> okay, I just... Yeah, I'm name and drop. by the way, and in no way, shape, or form talking bad about them, we were just stunned yeah. at the sheer amount of, like, they weren't doing well on, like, YouTube or whatever, but they were just... Everything was a front page. Everything was a behind... You know, a brand... They were getting first footage, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And they're killing the problem it this is, year, man. If we don't have an animator, right, if you don't have an editor, half of the people we're fighting against for any content is, you know, maybe three to four times our size, too. Yeah. I mean, because a tough. lot of times I'll, I'll, I'll see other reviewers, I'll be at 500,000, and they'll be at, like, 3.8 million. I'll be all, fuck, man, how do I, Yeah. like, how do I even compete? Other than putting out content, how do you compete, and how do you make sure people even see that content versus those big guys? So... That's mm -hmm. it sounds like you and I've been doing sort of the same things, just like cleaning up during the downtime and going like, what, yeah, yeah, for me, what works? Um, the announcement I teased at the end of last year, uh, it, it's looking like finally August is going to be the month. And so for me, like all I've been doing this year is like when I looked at the numbers, because I was doing that last week, I was like, yeah, let's see just how things are going. And statistically, I'm doing better than I was last year. And last year was my best year on the channel but i feel like because i know this big plan i have in my head that i i'm like trying to get the ball rolling on i feel like i've never been doing enough this whole year so like once i get right. things going is when i'm like okay like i'm ready to fucking compete like i feel like i'm ready to elevate shit um i i simply cannot wait so august is gonna be awesome normally august is a dead month but i think august is gonna be really good we'll see though we'll Very see cool. anyway that is our introduction. We thank you guys for listening, supporting if you are. And now we move on to what is going to be a very superhero-focused podcast. We begin with Marvel Avengers from Square Enix, Eidos Montreal, and Crystal Dynamics. I almost forgot the last one. Anyway, uh, it turns out they're releasing polished demo footage just after Gamescom. Now, this sounds uh, very similar to what... CD Projekt Red is doing, but I scanned over the tweets that confirm this, 
And uh, I, I thought that the, the write-up at the end by Game Informer was a little interesting. Um, just a, a nice little tidbit. But listen closely to the wording of the tweet, um, to those of you out there who are listening. And, and see if you pick up on the same thing that I think Carrick and I will end up discussing. Let's get started. So, the Marvel Avengers Twitter account wrote, A-Day sets the stage for the rest of the game. Blamed for the tragedy, the Avengers disband. Five years later, with all superheroes outlawed and the world in peril, the only one hope, or sorry, the only hope is to reassemble Earth's mightiest heroes. Sean shares some super exciting news. The team is hard at work polishing our A-Day demo, and we're going to release the footage online the week after Gamecom's, Gamescom finishes. Now, what did you notice about the wording there? If anything. If not, don't overthink. I don't think I did. Uh, my, uh, the uh, yeah, for me it was okay. So at E3 we saw the A Day demo, then it leaked. Then at San Diego Comic Con we saw the A Day demo, which also leaked. And now they're talking about polishing the A Day demo and releasing mm. it after Gamescom. Now after the, Gamescom. And and my thing is, I get the idea of making this content last. You know, it's a it's a fast couple of months. You can't just be churning out something new every time. But what I'm wondering is, we talk about when we review a game, the E3 level, right? You, you, you just feel that level of polish, yeah. focus, determination that the rest of the game just does not have sometimes. It's a rare occurrence. It's just a feel you get when you're playing the game. Everything's clicking. There's like this high level right. of detail. Do you think that's what they're kind of doing with the A-Day? They're kind of trying to just show off the best foot forward first and like completely polishing it where we're going to see... Um, kind of a situation like what we've talked about before, you know, a, a difference in quality throughout the game. Yeah, probably. I, I, it it does seem weird that they're doing that with the demo, and they keep talking about the demo. Like that is that's what I'm saying. New that is new language yeah. for sure for any company. However, it could also be the one cool thing where we've always bitched about like, um, and devs have bitched about how much those cost and how hard they are. Maybe mm-hmm. when they mean they're maybe when they mean they're polishing the demo, it just means like the demo area. Yeah, I don't know. That is weird language, though. Right? It's yeah, weird I just language. I just thought when I huh. read that, um, I get, for example, CD Projekt Red because I don't want to sound like a hypocrite because I thought CD Projekt Red did it right, but the difference right. was between CD Projekt Red and this is between the gameplay that's leaked online, it was about fifteen minutes. Meanwhile, CD Projekt Red had forty-eight ga- minutes of gameplay, yeah, and, and it seemed like the demo was a little more. Sh- structured we'll say than your typical open world affairs yeah um or fairs rather and um so i i feel like with one gameplay being extremely long and the other being shorter you could have a, a truncated simple demo that could release and and um wouldn't have to be the same part of the game polished over and over where you could risk what that e3 level is where maybe that's the only part of the gameplay that's kind of kinetic because that's what I noticed when I watched the leaked gameplay. I wasn't really impressed. Did you have a chance to check it out? Are we talking about Thor from this morning? Yeah, Thor. You saw a little bit of Hulk. I, I just noticed Iron that Man. No, no enemies ever attack him. Yeah. They were literally it, off. Yeah, it was, It was like it was I said, I, I wasn't super impressed. It looked... What's the I word? I think graphically, it, I was actually... Uh, I had no problems with it graphically. But again, I saw this. I think we're talking about the same thing. Yeah, it's hard to tell from the camera. Yeah, Yeah, it's hard to tell. But I mean, there was some detail there that I thought looked pretty good. Um, It's very on rails. That's the term I'm looking for. Well, and and, um, it reminded me of Devil May Cry, where it's like blood wall, and then you fight five guys. Except here it was a bus. And it was like buses, 
This is the demo part I'm talking about, at mm -hmm. least. His Thor was mm -hmm. fighting some people with some cars in the center, buses, obviously something had fallen. He's a flying character, which I thought was a little odd. Yeah, he, he was to so be, grounded. He seemed to be contained in this grounded spot. Um, yeah, it, but again, I just, yeah, yeah, it did. There was things that looked odd about it, for sure. I, I just consistently have some cynicism towards what I'm seeing. Yeah, but, I want to love it. It's just... Me too. I noticed, like I said, it was very on rails, extremely i'm gonna go to this length at least the demo was very order 1866 levels of linear very right. much straight narrow paths if you if you rewatch the league gameplay you walk into we'll say like a little circular tight area there's combat you you knock over a bus you keep going down a straight path it's always straight 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 um the only time you see a little bit of left right is when mm -hmm. you're wall running with the hulk you'll see like these perfect scratch marks on the side where of buses and go. stuff of right. where you're supposed to wall run. That's the only time you're moving to the left and the right a little bit. But everything's very much in the straight and narrow. And now you're on a bridge. So I get why uh, you can't, <laughs> can't have this elaborate dungeon there. But I just, it felt incredibly scripted. It, it did not instill confidence in me. Um, I, I, it's a game I'd love to be wrong about, but... Something just smells bad about it, man. It does not. It is not a pretty smelling game. <laughs> um, on top of that, just wanted to add this in. Sorry, Carrick. I don't mean to cut you off. Um, according to attendees, the gameplay demo is similar to the E3 floor showing, but more polished and expanded. In the San Diego Comic-Con video, a girl wearing a Captain Marvel shirt inhales Terrigan Mist, likely confirming Ms. Marvel. That also likely confirms leaks from months ago that put Ms. Marvel at the center of the beginning of the story. Now, sorry, you know, go on I, what you were, were going to say. No, that's good. I'm glad you just added that because that fits. Here's what I'm thinking. There is a chance that what we are seeing is them prepping a demo for the public. So bear with me here. But lately on Steam in particular, I've been really surprised by the sheer amount of games that are getting demos. I actually, we actually talked about it. Oh, in you mean like podcast. playable? Playable demos. Oh. So what if, so this makes sense. What if they are to get people to buy into it, which I'm all for, by the way. Demos, I'm fucking, I'm there. Like, I'm there 100%. day one. I could be wrong. I, I could have read the wording wrong. No, I'm thinking that what we are actually seeing is they make, they're making a, a concentrated effort to mention demo in all of their press bits. It, and, and all of their, here's what we're working on. What if the idea is to, and, and again, I'm starting to see this on Steam lately, where somebody's like, there was a demo, there was a demo for Dragon Quest Builders. Woo. What if What if they say, yeah, it's polished. We've got people's input from these three events, plus our own testers. This demo is a, now a public demo, maybe way early. And I'll tell you right now, I would be to say this is, you know, working demo. We've seen betas. We've seen alphas. I would have no problem with them. I honestly believe that might be where they're going. All this, if you mm. look at what they're doing, that makes perfect sense. If they're like, okay, yeah. now we've got this demo. I just and, feel like the game's 10 months out. Because it comes out next May, I, I feel like they have so much time to polish, change things. Not a ton, but they have enough to, to tweak. Where you release a playable demo, I feel like that's committing. Oh no, I don't think the playable demo will be now. Sorry, I'm oh, saying okay. they're going to do the Gamescom right, and then they're after that, and then at some point in the future, that's the right. demo we okay, will see. Okay. Even if it's a month prior to the game, yeah, if they're like. I, I have yeah. no, you know, hey, guess what? YouTubers got to see this. Twitch streamers got to see it. Pub, uh, publicists got to see it behind the scenes. You only saw leaked footage. 
a month prior to release, they're like, here's the demo everybody's been talking about, and now you can see for yourself if you like it or not. Mm-hmm. I think that that I think that honestly that makes perfect sense to what we're hearing in their language, and I would be all for it. I would be all for that yeah, because then I mean, you'd be able to say, okay, this is representative of what we're of what we're going to play. It's strange that, and we're starting to see, I'd say, a small shift, but in such a digital age where um, hmm. it's it's so accessible that we don't see demos as frequently as back then when digital wasn't the right. thing. It was very much about physical. But uh, we could bring up an example both of you are you and I are involved in, which is uh, the Surge 2 preview. They, they are giving us a preview yep. build, and you get to play three to five hours of it, and then you can make content on it. And normally, yeah. you see these big press uh, events, like I had just attended earlier, clearly not cheap. Um, and I'm just starting to wonder if we're going to start seeing more demos, more digital previews. Because um, the last time I was sent a digital preview uh, was probably... Dying Light, the following, I think it was called, that expansion for Dying Light. It's been a while. So I'd like to see the industry shift in that manner. I think it'd be easier for everybody. It would save companies money. Um, and I think it would give consumers more information. You know, maybe they don't get their hands on some of the preview builds. I, I get that because companies want sometimes the, the, the influencers, so to speak, to, to talk and yeah. um, talk and show rather than people get their hands on it because they're trying to sell it. And, um, I think I think it's important though that demos start making a comeback because the only company that we see consistently doing it is Bethesda with their trials. Yeah, and I, I think um, I was surprised by this, but seeing all the people talking about it in the Discord, they were there were multiple people saying this game's got a demo now, this game's got a demo. Um, I know when Steam, when I go to buy a game on PC, and I know I game a little bit more on PC than you, but when I go mm-hmm. into Steam, I'm actually quite surprised many times when I get ready to buy a game, there is a demo. So, to me. Yeah, the, the, it, I personally, I think that's fucking awesome. Like, I, I would yeah, love to see this. That route. He, yeah, providing it goes that route. And you know, with Surge Two, the preview that was also cool. I'd like to see more of those. Um, step, I've enjoyed my time with that preview as well. Yeah, I'm gonna play it over the weekend and and probably make a video on it by Monday. I'd say. Um, I'm Lopping really... people's heads off, baby. Yeah, that's all, so all they said when they were when they were telling me about it, they were like, "If you're down to collect some limbs, uh, this is this is a game for you." I was like, "I like the sound of that. I like the first Dude, surge. I thought it was solid." Me too. Uh, me too. Yeah. Um, there were issues technically with it and a couple it was things, way but I will say, I, expected. <laughs> I will say, combat wise, I feel this one flows really well, dude. There, nice. I love finishers. Don't put you in a fail or don't put you in a non-hit state. So if you want to finish them, you have to still press the finisher button, but you have to move around because they can knock you out of it. So if you've oh. knocked them down, and it's like X to finish them. When you're holding it, it takes a while, and you can get knocked out of that, and then you have to like you know defend yourself again. And I loved that. It was a small mm-hmm. change that we see in a lot of games where it's like X to win, right? X mm-hmm. to win. I've knocked them down X, and then I put my hands off here. It's it's not a long time, but it's like you watch the X draw in as you're holding it. Right. I'm playing. I, I was playing on mouse and keyboard, but also controller and. Uh, I love that. It was it was very cool because then I was like, oh shit, you know he's not he's not like dead. He can still hurt me, mm-hmm. and having to dodge a couple times, one or two times, I got knocked down before I could finish. It. I'd get back up and start it again. I, I thought that was I thought that was very cool. Um, I'll, I'll be interested to see what you think, but I, I feel that some of the improvements there are noticeable, at least for me. Cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to trying it out. Are you uh, doing PC real quick? Sorry, I just want to ask. PC, yeah, they, uh, they said they only had PC. Was that builds. only PC? Oh, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I don't think they. I don't know if they were doing console or not, but they said they for me 
you know, I, I didn't pick, but they were like, yeah, we only have some PC. I didn't pick left. either, and that's what I got. So yeah. I, I just didn't know. Yeah. I just assumed, you know, that's probably the easiest way for them to distribute stuff. Um, but anyway, for those who are looking forward to the Avengers, um, just know that the week after Gamescom is, uh, or rather, Gamescom runs from August 20th to the 24th. So set your calendars for the week after that. Um, but here's the thing is uh, CD Projekt Red is doing the same thing. And that's going to make some noise. New Witcher gameplay right after Gamescom. We know New Avengers is there. I know Avengers you mean new is new pro- Cyberpunk gameplay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You yeah, said Witcher. Did I say Witcher? You said Witcher, and I was like, "Wait!" Oh like, my I, god! I was all excited for a second because I thought maybe I missed a DLC, and I was no, like, oh, "I hope I, I hope, yeah." That would have been I awesome, hope I didn't though. Just like excite the whole audience. Like, I should Witcher. have said nothing and just been like, "So this new Witcher deal," and see yeah. if we could get people. And then like, I'm the one who cracks you, like, "Actually, Carrick. And that would be amazing. Sorry, I meant I meant no, right. Cyberpunk. Yeah, new okay, Cyberpunk gameplay after Gamescom, and I feel like that's going to make noise. Not that Avengers for is sure. not uh, something that's not going to make noise, but. Um, just something worth keeping in mind there that we're going to have two big gameplay drops at the end of August, something to really look forward to. All right. Uh, with that said, we still have more Marvel to talk about. So this time it's about the ultimate Alliance DLC. We're going to talk about ultimate Alliance three in general, but first some news. So this information comes from IGN, um, attendees in the Marvel whole Marvel games panel, uh, in Hall H today at San Diego Comic-Con, got the first look at the new characters coming to Ultimate Alliance 3 after launch. The first character that was shown was Loki, who will be an unlockable character in Ultimate Alliance 3. Uh, Marvel Games showed off Loki's powers, who, like his comic counterpart, can duplicate himself as well as create whirlwinds and use ice attacks thanks to his frost giant heritage. The next characters uh, Marvel Games announced were Cyclops and Colossus, who are in Ultimate Alliance 3, but not playable at launch. Uh, the two X-Men will eventually become playable and players won't even need to pay for them, which they were originally going to be something you had to pay for. They changed it. So Cyclops and Colossus aren't part of the DLC expansion pass and will be free DLC that will be released on August 30th. Finally, Marvel announced the first set of characters that will be released as part of the $20 expansion pack. Um, the characters are from Marvel Knights and include Blade, Moon Knight, Punisher, and Morbius. Like Loki, mm. this will be the first time Punisher and Morbius are playable in an Ultimate Alliance game. Uh, there was no trailer for the Marvel Knights, but their character arts were shown off to the audience. So, uh, as someone who, you know, you reviewed the game, uh, do those additions, any of those stand out to you? For me, Loki does, for sure. I love yeah. Loki, and I loved okay. Moon Knight. He, that, my introduction to him was in Ultimate Alliance. I thought that was cool. I uh oh Morbius looks dude, awesome. Sorry. Dude, I'll be no, it's all right. I'll be playing that game long Really long, long long yes. Yeah. The the long tail on that game isn't the long tail of a Diablo, but uh yeah, I will so, definitely Yeah, be. that was gonna be my first question. I didn't see I didn't have a chance to get any reviews or watch any reviews, and it didn't matter. As you guys can see if you're watching the video version, I bought the game. There was Went no questions. That. that game could have bombed. I was buying it just because uh, I, I mean, two. I was, yeah, dude, I was telling my mom, I was, my mom even knew what Ultimate Alliance was. She's like, there's a third one. Cause I was like, I played it on the PS2, PSP, 360. I've played the first one a stupid amount of times. So I played the second one a decent amount as well. So it was no brainer. I was getting the third, but what I want to ask about the third one is the progression and the, the leveling up will say, which I don't even know what's in this game. I, I did very, I did no research. Cause I just, I knew I didn't have to, I knew I was buying it. I knew I was playing it. So 
Tell me a little bit, based off your experience, is it like previous Ultimate Alliance games where you get those little stat uh, things like strength or whatever, and you, you increase the stat points there, and then you can upgrade their abilities? How does it all work? Is there even leveling up? Yeah, yeah, there's leveling up okay. from killing people as well as soul stones. Um, and depending on which type of soul stone, the more experience that, that like, okay. you'll get from each one. But yeah, it's got the, it's got the, there's a term for it. It's spider web style attribute system. So oh. you see the heat color. So you have like strength, agility, mass, resistance, durability. And yeah, and you see it go out. But um, yeah, so you upgrade, you have four special skills. You start with one every ten, uh, every five levels, you get another until you're up to the four face buttons of a controller, A, B, mm -hmm. X, and Y. And um, dude, it's, it's, the upgrading system is is good and basic you can upgrade the skills or you get more skills but you can also upgrade those okay. you can upgrade your character but the magic in that game dude the magic in that game is is the team building and it's not only the generic team building we know from like oh they're called the avengers so if you go and put the avengers on your team you get stat pluses for having yeah, two avengers having three. right but this one allows for you to also build generic in a, another completely other section by generic upgrades that'll be applied regardless. And why that makes sense is, let's say you want to put a team together, and I have, that isn't really a team that makes any sense to comic book fans. It's not a team we've seen before. Mm -hmm. If you did, you would probably only get maybe one or two bonuses from those guys overlapping, maybe, and there might be a third or fourth tier comic book group. That you, right. And so your, your pluses won't be a great deal. But if you can buy the generics, and dude, there are hundreds of them, if you can buy the generic bonuses, you can perhaps put together a team you've never seen before. So what I did was I put together a team, and this is really stupid, but I just put together a team of all red characters. They had red on their clothing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that would be cool because it looked cool in the game. Right. They didn't get the greatest bonuses, but because I had got those generic bonuses, I was able to offset like what I would have lost if I had put just Avengers in the team. And cool. I was able to offset that, but then you have ISO 8, which is the very typical fucking... You get it in every mobile game... Every game for Marvel is Premium ISO currency. 8. Dude, yeah. And in this, you get ISO 8. So that means you can also take that and put it on different characters. So they can have four slots of ISO 8, starting out with one and going up as they get levels two. So you, I was able to put together teams I had never seen before. And I'm telling you right now, like, I got done with that review. I posted it. I played some games with Discord people. And then I went right back into the game and started putting other stupid teams together. It was dumb. Like winged characters. I was like, okay, I want winged characters, Can but there wasn't enough. Can you name your custom teams? Just for no. Oh, man. I even bitched about that. That's, oh, dude, they, it's a missed, missed opportunity, opportunity <laughs> Maddie. Because I was like the winged fucking, you know, wonders or whatever, or the red rangers for the yeah, red Yeah, like, like, just get crazy fuck. with it. Censor us, I don't yeah. care, but like, let us, let us name that our was, teams. That's weird. That was That's the one really thing weird. that I, I it, either I didn't run into or didn't notice, because that was one thing that I did hit on a little bit. There's a lot of menus in the game. Okay. It's... And there's a lot of bonuses and stats in weird places. So, so just they, because they carry the, the good and the bad from the originals. Yeah, there's a lot, Matt. Like when you get the generic web, you open it up and there's like 50 upgrades. And you buy, and you're when you're buying them, you're like, God, I'm buying a lot quick. Like, where am I gonna max out? And then you get to one end of the web and you buy it, and it's like unlocks new web. And you're like, Are you fucking kidding me? It's like so Tales of Exilia. Yeah, and so you're just oh, like, man. bang, bang, bang. You've got, and by then you're just like, Holy 
fuck? And then you realize you got the ISO 8, and then you realize you have costumes, and then you realize you have... Costumes um, provide buffs, or are they just cosmetic? Uh, they just cosmetic that I could see, yeah. Okay. And I could have missed that, but I didn't see anything that was uh, was adjusting. I didn't see, like, a new, a, a new thing. But, yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, that's another way that might be different between the way we all play. I was bouncing between characters all the time. Mm-hmm. And they don't level up with you, but they do level up pretty quickly because they're getting the more experience from later. And what I was having an issue with was I was going into battles where I would get new characters and I would be like, okay, that's great. I got new characters, but I want to grab these guys I got at the starting. And they're like level five and I'm level 25. And so what I was doing was going three high level, one low level to sort of level him up. Mm -hmm. Um, Where I think some people might, if you just went with your power guys, you'd probably get a different experience than, like, it it, it sort of matters because there's so many characters and so many upgrades that by the time you win the game, you're not going to have near all everything, even close. And so... Is there a new game plus? um, I didn't check. I did not check, actually. I did not check at all if there was a no game plus. That's not something I usually admittedly care about as much as most people i usually will want to reset the game versus new game plus strange that's story. interesting see i get i get yeah. your perspective i like the that, build yeah that bit, if that makes sense. i know I, I totally get that for me I, I i like the build and then sometimes i i i once i finish that build i go okay i want to just steamroll everything in my path and i, I enjoy that quite a bit so i guess i but I guess devil I may would. cry 5 did did new game plus in a really weird way i thought it, it like forced you onto the next difficulty gave you different enemy spawns but then kept your upgrades it was like uh, it was a fresh take on it it was pretty neat yeah and i guess i so i can see it that's the one thing i think is good about the game is that multiple people can play it differently and you will there is all the possibility that maybe you'll get four maybe eight of your characters all the way leveled up when you win right mm-hmm. um but there's also the candy factor and i succumbed pretty heavily to that and the candy factor just being like the new candy shows up and i'm like oh fuck and Mm -hmm. so i was putting together teams that weren't great like (laughs) i admit fully i was putting together so it'd be like it'll tell you what comic book group they all belong to and my pluses were not great because i would have like two guys from one team one guy that didn't overlap with anybody and then uh, or, or or only overlapped with one and a, and a fourth guy that overlapped with him mm-hmm. so I wasn't getting the greatest bonuses because I just liked I just like having the different characters and yeah, I loved absolutely. getting two or three skills like I, I had multiple guys with all four because they were the full level but then I had multiple guys that were like two or three and I was all do I like this guy's skill for example Scarlet Witch uh, does a, sh- a shit ton of damage looks cool but she has a, a weird delay when she's casting martial arts gang signs or, or mystical gang signs, you're just like, seriously, just cast a fucking spell. <laughs> but when she hits, she hit hard. So I didn't, I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll put her in some footage because I do like her look, mm-hmm. but I wasn't in love with her. But then like Captain Marvel, which I never thought I'd like, turned out to be one of my favorite characters in the game. So I think cool. you could go back and replay it multiple times. It's just not a Diablo style game. There are a ton of raids that are not raids. Um, what are they called? Trials that you can go into though. And it'll be oh, crazy hard. Me. So, there was one that was like 50% less damage for normal attacks, 50% more against Doc Ock okay. uh, synergetic attacks, which aren't instant, and you have to like build them up. So that battle took a long fucking time to kill him. So I'm going to um, set myself up for some disappointment here, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. Do you remember in the first one how you'd run around levels and you'd get collectibles, which are comic books, and it would unlock those comic book bonus missions? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that in three? No. What you Fuck. do is you get 
you get they're not comic books but well missions no they're what they are you like return to old areas and you have like a little more dialogue with like a new Mm, villain that never came up no what you would so what here would happen is there's a crack in the world like a uh it looks like a dimensional crack because that's really what the story is about right like and you go up to the dimensional crack and it'll open a uh, a trial which is then like these other types of, in uh, these other, lo- there are many locations, but it's not, I would say that doesn't feel, and remember I played one and two, I played them a lot, but I haven't played them recently, maybe two and a half years ago, I played the PC versions yeah, of came one out or two of them. Yeah, again in 2016, I want to say. Yeah, so. that remake or whatever, and yeah, it wasn't yeah. amazing <laughs> on the PC, there were some issues with control and stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so my memory, because I talked to Dreamcast guy, and he's like, for example, he liked the story in this one. No, mm. sorry. He liked the story in the originals. I'm going to be honest. I can't remember much of the story, and I like the story here, and he wasn't in love with the story here. So th- you'll get that, too, where there's like, there are some differences. It was literally... Ultimate Alliance 2 was Captain America Civil War. If Have you seen Civil War, the movie? I have seen Civil War. It's, so that's what that, it was. That's was literally overall. Ultimate Alliance 2 story, straight up. So here's why I like this one. It's, once again, Thanos. I won't spoil it for anybody. I'll just say Thanos looking for Infinity Stones. But what they did was fucking awesome. All the major bad guys have one. So That's your cool. bosses, like Fisk, has one. And so you have to fight a Fisk that you do not expect to fight. Like Spider-Man's Fisk was just a... Well, he was fast as fuck. But fight, Spider-Man's Fisk wasn't mystical or anything. Here, okay. he has his own mystical stuff. And so it, it can change... It feels also it feels cool because you beat him and, and you don't get a weapon you but you do get a stone for the story and one of the things I liked about that was it felt tangible I got something from him like I was collecting things from these guys which sort of felt cool I was like aha I got this next stone because I killed him um, I, I really liked that and additionally kudos to them because they got Yuri from Spider Man to do the voice for Spider Man yeah and so what they did oh and by the way best fucking nick fury i've ever heard that wasn't samuel jackson in my in my review i joked that the only way closer is if he had skinned samuel jackson and wore him to work <laughs> like he is that close like i was sitting there going so it's there was closer something to the mcu counterparts yes it is on the voices for example iron man mm-hmm. robert robert downey jr has a timber in his voice you can hear and the guy doesn't hit him in the normal spots but strangely enough emotional spots he hits he hits him perfect um, they're very close to those. But then you get some that aren't. Captain America I've heard is so, just like yeah. big dude, right? Just big dude McSquirly pants. He's just like, hey. Yeah. And then Scarlett Johansson is not replicated at all in uh, Black Widow. Yeah. Hawkeye is not replicated at all. But then you get Nick Fury, who... And their Hulk is one of the best Hulks I've ever heard in this I one. Heard not m- because he... Oh, go oh ahead. sorry. No, I was going to say, I heard Miles Morales was was um the same one from Into the Spider-Verse. He is, but again, I haven't seen that, so I don't know if that's good or bad. Oh. Does that make sense? I haven't seen that cartoon. so oh, It's, it's I, such I, an amazing movie. It's so good. Yeah, so You'd I haven't it. seen that. So when I... Uh, he did fine, though. The, the voice actor in this, mm-hmm. I thought was fine. And in fact, the story, the reason why I think I liked it is because there were multiple times where a mystic character, if you follow comics, it's like, oh, you know, like Wonder Woman is, is sort of weak to this kind of thing. Right. You know, like Superman is weak to mysticism. Uh, that kind of stuff and they did that well because like the spider characters like we're not used to handling this like this is cosmic this is beyond and it was cool to see like the avengers come together and be like no we got you i actually thought that was really and i I, so i'm it'll be interesting to talk to some other reviewers and yourself and in your discord like if they didn't like the story why they didn't because i actually liked that where they were all these guys 
aren't like gung ho, right? And they're not like we can kick everybody's ass. Instead, they're excited, but they're also like this is be way beyond anything we normally face. Right. And uh, I thought that was really well done. It's also to warn people: it is not the same world as Avengers or as Ultimate Alliance one and two. Okay. And that really That's doesn't it doesn't change now, anything, but it it alt it's a, like a you know alternate, alternate timeline universe, I guess. It, it's an alternate universe. There isn't, isn't it... anything really changed. They hmm. just wanted to make sure people knew that it is not um, the exact same world. as, And it might be because of the histories of the characters. Maybe there's something adjusted. I don't remember one and two as See, much, that's, but that's crazy didn't cause me an issue. Because they name it three. And... Exactly. That's one of the things I had picked up was it seemed odd. Yeah, way. man, because what was really cool about two was in the beginning of the game, there was this... I can't remember exactly how it happened, but you're at this facility... I think it was, like, you were having, like, Doctor Doom's Castle or something. Mm-hmm. And it might have been that, or it might have been the second level. But you were doing something, and pretty much, like, a reactor explodes and levels, like, an entire fucking town. And, like, hundreds of thousands of people die. Like, it was a really kind of, like, oh, shit, start. And that's where, like, the dividing amongst, like, superheroes and, and anti-superheroes and... Sort that of began. Bill's propo- yeah, that Bill's proposed... Yeah. I thought it would be really interesting. I didn't expect it, but I thought it would have been really interesting to see them, you know, once they decide to unite against this common force, um, the, the ripple effect of that that whole situation in a third entry. You know, little callbacks to it. Not, like, directly playing off of it, but little nods to it. So there's no nods at all if it's an alternate universe. That's Not really. And what they do is they started out with the Guardians of the Galaxy to make it a cosmic-style story. It's a bigger story right away because those guys are space travelers. You know, it's like you got yeah, Spider-Man New Infinity York. War. Yeah. Exactly. And so this, it was just like right away, you're like, whoa, this is not a small... This is like a big thing. You actually start out as them... Uh, as them for which was cool to see their bonuses and you know what what they mm-hmm. you know do they fight well together because guardians of the galaxy i think one of the reasons why people like the show movies but it doesn't fit as well in a game is they don't really fight alike at all and so no. you don't feel their synergy as much and i think the game actually replicated that they got bonuses but you didn't see like it it, it i it felt right, I guess, is the only way to describe it. I like I saw them and I was like, okay, they're discordant. You got one shooting, you got Groot, you know, right. and with with Rocket Raccoon on his shoulder instead of Rocket being his own, which at first I was like, hmm. And then once it played out, I was like, okay, I get it. Like Rocket's got these weapons that take a second. It also sort of get ready. You, you only have four player teams. It probably condenses it because yeah. it's a five man squad. So that makes sense yeah. that they would. Yeah. Try so to... it. it it all it all worked out. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. Yeah, and yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about the five man squad. So that makes it makes perfect sense. Yeah, it, it and it. Yeah. I liked it. It worked out really well. It's got technical issues. Like I was gonna say before I ask you about the performance. Uh, I remember in the second one they had like you could, for example, combine abilities. So Iron Man could shoot his laser mm-hmm. off of Captain America's shield, and he'd reflect it. And that would be like a special team ability. Is that in three? Team abilities are in here, but they're, I wouldn't say they're anywhere near what... They're not what you expect. They're not like that. They're more like um, everybody... Per, well, okay, two things. First, graphically, the game is really hard to parse. Not going to lie. It is... There's so much shit going on. So the 360 was held back by the 360, I think. Like, mm-hmm. so some of the specials were not as bombastic. And in the Switch version, dude, they have no problem throwing, uh, you know, maybe 30, 40 bad guys at you four guys performing a special and a boss all in the same small section so it can get very hard to see what you're doing 
but most of the attacks you do aren't in that way. What they are is you pull off a special move and you hit the, I think it's right, I don't know what they call them on the Nintendo Switch, LR, but I'll call them bumper, or ZR, bumpers. LR. So you hit, you hit those and you can add in more. So you can hit one and it's like two people specials, hit three, three people specials, hit four, four people specials, and they all do them. And there's some synergy there, but graphically, there wasn't the same thing that we're accustomed to, like where um, the good example, of course, is the shield and, and Iron mm-hmm, Man. Again, mm-hmm. I didn't actually play Iron Man and Captain it was America just in together. The first, it was in the first level. It too. wasn't in the... Yeah. Dude, I didn't even... I played them together for, I think, one battle. And then oh, I was already... Like three, sorry. Yeah, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I only played them together in one battle. So if they had something specific, I didn't see that. And when, mm-hmm. when you're pulling off the main ones, it's more about everybody having a big superpower and performing it versus in the middle of battle, I shoot your... Uh, your your shield and i do you know why i think it might be like that because there's so many characters mm-hmm. that it would have been incredibly detailed to try to figure out if this is only useful for captain america what does he do in replacement of this if captain yeah, a lot of there. a lot more to crisscross yeah there's because there's a lot there's 35 characters or something like that it's yeah. just it's ridiculous well, yeah. how many characters there are see yeah the thing is is in one i i, I because they did the old things different in each game like one was they'd yell their special ability in slow motion you'd see them like jump up and do something kind of ridiculous like mm-hmm. i think deadpool would say something and he'd jump up and throw like 40 grenades and land and just shoot in a circle and um then two they they tried to crisscross abilities and often it would sort of feel samey because what happened is there was once again a larger roster but they they'd all have uh, they'd all have to like condense to to a certain amount of I guess synergetic ultimates we'll call it, mm-hmm. um, and so and so it, just a lot of them would rinse and repeat. It felt like, so I think yeah. it was a smart decision. That's why I asked. Now you mentioned some technical problems. Is it performance like FPS wise, or is this like uh, textures? We'll say, yeah, it's textures somewhat, but mostly it's resolution and performance because it's 1080p on the docked, but it drops variably all the way down to 720p. And um, so depending to keep the frame rate at 30, which it also doesn't keep at 30 all the time, unfortunately. Um, I surprised. The, the lowest number I saw was somebody said the undocked, they, it was down at 19. I, I, I would say it's pretty low at times uh, if you perform everything. And Scarlet Witch in particular is troublesome. <laughs> She's got a shit ton of weapons that are um, what's called an alpha transparency. And it's just really hard on graphics cards. And you can tell. Her spells mm. look awesome, Maddie. Like she looks... Dude, like, she's got this one where she, like, pulls her hand back and you have these huge globes of energy that build up for a quarter of a second, maybe, maybe a little longer, and then they shoot out. But it's huge. And that's, like, a basic attack, right? Or not a basic, it's the strong attack, but you're like, Jesus, that's a, that's Mm -hmm. pretty Mm -hmm. world, world shattering. The problem is, if you also get two other big characters who have a bombastic fucking, especially smoke or anything you can see through, you get a bunch of alpha transparencies and then the graphics drop. So she's gotcha. a troublesome one. In fact, I've heard people say, if you pick her, pick some other characters that maybe don't have that kind of stuff because you can really <laughs> tank the FPS. And that's, I would agree. That's funny. I've never heard that yeah. before. <laughs> yeah, I, it's the first time... I, I'm trying to think if that's ever happened before. It probably has, but it's the first time I noticed oh where I was God. like, whoa, man, this that's character great. is actually troublesome. Also, the camera angle ain't great. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard cameras are very consistent. Like I watched a preview, I read a little bit of a review, and and both of them. And now you're the third one I've heard. Sure, those said camera. Yeah. yeah, there's two choices: heroic and classic. And classic is like zoomed out, which is pretty tough to see. And then cl- here, heroic, you're closer. You fight it a bit, 
um, you know, to try to get the camera angle right. Mm -hmm. But it still then will zoom out for boss battles. Some boss battles are massive. Um, and it can be hard. You have an outline ch option. It's off and auto and on. And mm -hmm. auto works pretty well, where basically it sort of figures out that your character's in the middle, so we'll outline your character in red. Um, the reason why I like auto better is because on all the time, it looks bad. If you're running around and it's on, mm -hmm. it just doesn't look... It's almost the wrong color. It looks too garish. It's like he gotcha. looks... Everybody looks like they're glowing red. But uh, to their to their credit, they also fuck with the camera, which you and I saw in the E3 uh, demos, where they were like... or Was it E3 that we covered last? Yeah, it was E3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, where they, like, zoom straight down. They'll do that. They do 2D. The 2D part I even put in the review looked fucking awesome. It's like nice. jet... Almost everything's jet black, and the only color you see is, like, the characters going from shadows to in the windows where you can see them to their special effects. And that was a cool fight. Hmm. So... Even though the camera's an issue, it also allows for them to do some, some. I thought, I thought some stuff that broke up the monotony of, cool gauntlet. You know, I like that. All right. Well, I'm starting it tonight, and I'm sure we'll discuss it more. Uh, yeah, I think you like week. it. I don't see any reason why you. I mean, uh, you know, you just ignore one and two, and the fact that it, it's added some moves and stuff, and it's removed some. You know, right. it's not it's not identical to one and two in its mechanics. But I think you'll I think you'll like it. I think you'll like the upgrade system and. Um, all the way it works. It, 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 I will say I thought it was going to have microtransactions for a second, though, because there were mm. so many upgrades. I was like, yeah. I was waiting for the shop button, you know, where you find <laughs> the shop button. You're like, uh-oh, but there wasn't. That's good news, then. All right. Looking forward to playing it, and we'll, we'll chat more on my impressions next week because you guys know me. Uh, i got to take my time. All right. So there was an update for just how well PlayStation 4's exclusive Marvel Spider-Man did in the terms of sales so it actually has just become the fastest selling superhero game ever and has since become the best selling game in its category period it has taken over batman's arkham city as a uh, as america's top 10 selling superhero title in just 10 months um there is a full uh, there are a few surprises in the full top 10 um so here's a tweet from matt piscatella um, let's take a look at, at the top 10 selling superhero games of all time. We've got Marvel Spider-Man at number one. Number two is Batman Arkham City. Number three is Batman Arkham Knight. Pretty crazy, um, because Arkham Asylum's on this list. Yeah, issues at the starting. Yeah, Arkham Asylum's on this list, but you'll be surprised where it, lends, uh, where it ends up. Four is Lego Batman. Five, Lego Marvel Superheroes. Six, mm. Spider-Man the Movie. So that old PS2 Xbox game. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven, Spider-Man the Movie 2. So the game that everyone preached about, especially with Spider-Man PS4 coming out, everyone's like, man, I remember Spider-Man PS2, uh, sold worse than the original, which is crazy. Because that game was so ahead of its time, animation-wise, especially. Uh, eight, Injustice Gods Among Us. Very shocking this is at number eight still. Not bad company to be in. Uh, number nine is Batman Arkham Asylum. So the starting of this series actually sold the worst of the entire trilogy when you really look at it, which is kind of wild. Um, I'm happy City's up there in number two because City personally is my favorite of the entire trilogy. Um, but when you look at all the games that are mentioned here, Arkham Asylum was there first, so I'm sure that was actually the best-selling. Well, actually, no, Spider-Man the movie one and two. I wonder if it sold better in those. Arkham Asylum may have been the best-selling superhero game of all time prior. 
Uh, and then number 10 is Injustice 2. And this came uh, through the NPD group data through May 2019. So very recent statistics here. Um, Carrick, are you surprised by Spider-Man's leap to the top of the charts? Yeah, only because it is exclusive. But I think mm. um, if you sell a bunch to a smaller group, you still, you know, you're still selling a bunch. Yeah, uh, and plus you're you're talking about the one of the most popular consoles ever ever made, right? Yeah, yeah. So it, it makes sense. I would say I wouldn't have expected it to be number one. I would still expect the Batman's. Um, I'm I'm actually happy Legos in there, honestly, because I I yeah. dig the Very Lego cool games surprise. and people pretend the Lego games are like kitty or whatever. And they, they, they are to a point they're more basic, but to see those do well is, is awesome. Oh, dude, Lego Marvel superheroes is my favorite one of any Lego game I've played since it's the crazy. original Lego star Wars titles. Absolutely fantastic game. I, yeah, I, I yeah. wasn't huge. I liked the second one enough to recommend it. Um, I think I gave it a wait Avengers till it's like 2? 50. No, no. Uh, Marvel superheroes too. Cause Lego Avengers, oh, Marvel superheroes. Lego Avengers yeah. was not good. Um, but Marvel superheroes one and two great, but one was just because one was at a time where I remember they were only doing like Warner Brothers properties constantly for Lego titles, and everyone was like, "Man, what if they did Lego Marvel? Wouldn't that be so cool?" Oh, it'll never happen, and it actually does, and they do it stupidly well um, with everyone you could ever hope for in a great open world with a lot of like you know nods. Most oh, of those games are good. Game. I mean, there's a couple. There's a couple misses. I wasn't mm-hmm. a big fan of this last one, but I mean, most of the Lego DC games. Villains? Uh, villains, I, w- I I liked, but there was one after that that was. Um, I think. In fact, I don't even know if I reviewed it. It was. It, it was more world based. Oh no! It was Lego Story Two. Is what it was. It was the one based on the movie. The sequel. Oh, like, the movie. Yeah. Lego so, movie. Sorry. Um, oh. Wow. Yeah, and it was. Uh, it came out like four months ago, maybe. Um, oh, God, but uh, back know. to Batman. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about it. Um. But I've been happy. Marvel Avengers two was fantastic. Um, I just I'm I'm really glad they do. I'm just glad they're even in the you know even in, in the, the mix. Talks. Yeah, that's yeah, that's awesome. It's, it's cool. Spider Man. I guess the only reason it would surprise me is simply because of the um, even though it's a popular console, you know, three against one, you know, where because those others were probably released on all consoles. So it's it's uh, it, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. All of them. I'm looking at them right now. Yeah, all of them would be on all consoles. And it's not really accounting for, I wonder what Arkham still ranks as if they account for the resale of collections, like they have the Return to Arkham series. Right, if they collect, uh, so to they, say. yeah, and then remasters, they have the, remember? Yeah, and then they have the mm-hmm. Arkham collection now that's coming out soon. So, um, I'm going to be honest, bundle. I'm a little sad I didn't hear you read Origins, and I'm one of the few people oh, who dude. really actually enjoyed a lot. I was, yeah, I was going to get to that. It, it's so... What's so disappointing is is like why is I don't get why it's so rejected. Not only did it not crack top ten, sure, whatever. We we can all talk about how it's a great game, but Rocksteady announced an Arkham collection, okay? And they don't have Origins. Yeah, I know. And I don't I don't fucking get that at all. Especially if it was published under the same branch. Yeah, they didn't work on it, but like this is why I, I everyone always dreams with Fallout. They're like Fallout Three New Vegas collection. I'm like they're not gonna do it because Obsidian's on it. We always see like exactly. the, that standout yep. developer just get knocked out. They're like why? Because well, we don't. It's not our product, really. Technically, it's, dude, it's but so it's, fucking it, man, weird. Origins. I, I, I would. <clears throat> I I think Origins got a bum rap. I really. I think if you can, if you just play it as. It may not feel exactly like Batman at times, but it's it does because mm-hmm. it's got a lot of the same mechanisms and stuff. 
I just really f enjoyed the story, the different idea of going oh, back dude. and and, doing yeah. and with Takedown and I, the guy who's come on your channel, like we we'll, we both are like, if you got all the Batman games, and I love, I really enjoyed all of them. Origins would still be in contender. It wouldn't be instantly knocked out for my favorite of those. Is what mm -hmm. I mean. Like mm -hmm. I'm not saying it wouldn't be. I'm just saying if you instantly asked me, I would have to think and like parse which oh, one I like better. Dude, it um, has. I enjoyed it. Arkham Origins has one of the best boss fights I've ever Deadpool? participated in. De or, uh, uh, Deathstroke, yeah. Deathstroke. That Deathstroke yeah. boss fight was wasn't it? one of the best, probably my, one of my favorite boss fights of all time. Yep. You know, I'm not, Cinematic as fuck. And just so satisfying. I, I, yeah. like, I remember that moment so clearly during that entire fight. Such a great fight. Yep. Look, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make you an offer, okay? You trust Carrick. You trust myself. We've reviewed plenty of games. We don't steer you wrong here, at least often. You got five bucks. Well, hold on. I will give oh, you yeah, a you got to check the price. Yeah, quick, let me, let me make case. sure it's not like a... Because, <laughs> like, I've seen some PS2 games that still are going for $30. So. I know, exactly. So that's why I'm like, exactly. hold on. Before I before I do that, we're going to check the GameStop prices because, you know... Dude, I, okay. Okay. Right now at GameStop, you can get Arkham Origins... For $5 on your PS3 used, $5 on your 360 used, or if you have a Walmart near you, it's $17. Uh, okay, so, look, I'm making an offer. Si sorry, $7 at GameStop used on the 360. Yeah, you got 7 bucks. Go pick this up. Play it. When you get the copy, send it to Character Eye. I will retweet you. I'm not saying you're going to get some massive amount of clout. I'm not saying I'm the shit or my, being on my Twitter feed is awesome. But I'm offering you something in return for buying the game. You get my love and recognition. Yeah, I'll so, do it. I'll, I would do that. Yeah, I'll for real. On that. So if you trust us, you haven't played it yet, uh, you don't got to play any of the others. It's the Origins. Uh, really yeah. good story. Really cool boss fights. Uh, still the same Arkham-style combat system. Yeah, yeah, I think you'll really enjoy what's there. Really think you guys will. For sure. I like how this is supposed to be a conversation about why Spider-Man PS4 sold it so was, well. And we're like, was. so Arkham Origins. <laughs> Here's why, though, I believe, I, I firmly believe this, that it'll take a while for that to solidify as a classic in my mind, where the Batmans now, I, I don't know if they're classic, but they're older. I have vested time in classics. them multiple times. And so there's something about them that sits, and I have more memories of them than Spider-Man. Spider-Man, I've got really good memories. Um, Spider-Man's DLC was did not set the world on fire, where I actually loved many of the DLCs in Batman. In fact, I think if you look at some of those, not all of them, but if you look at some of the DLCs in the Batman games, there's some of the more enjoyable uh, DLCs I've seen in a, in a game. And so there's just more there. And so gotcha. that's why I, I think Batman makes more sense in this discussion in a weird way than Spider-Man. But that'll just take a while for Spider-Man to become that for me. And again, those DLCs left a bad taste in my mouth. To be honest, yeah, the, yeah, uh, black, uh, not that great. black cat DLC was just like, hmm. This mm -hmm. is not what I was hoping it would be. So, yeah, I've, I've heard some. I, I some think the iffy third things. one's good. Is the third one good? The third I haven't one, played somebody... them. I haven't played them. I wanted to. Um, it's funny. I actually have gone back to it twice now in this past month, just to web swing, fight a little bit, mess around, just because you know I said in my review, it's it's some of the best movement in a video game. Period. Yeah. It's just fun to be in that world. Um, it's just got a very What's the word? Cinematic's not the right word, but uh, it's like the game's constantly framing itself for a picture. Like the way he'll free fall and you'll see like the sunset right. in the background. Just shots like that happen all the time where the game's 
eye candy 24-7. Uh, it's a really satisfying world to be in, so it's, it's fun to go back to, and I, I want to play the DLC because of that. Um, yeah, it's a, a well-deserving title. Uh, probably the yeah, first sure. Spider-Man story in a video game anyone's really ever given a shit about. You know, we've had yeah, our, yeah. Our, our cheesy ones like the movie stories, and we've had the Ultimate Spider-Man. We've had I I was okay with Shattered uh, Shattered Shattered uh, Dimensions before. was solid. Shattered Dimensions was pretty solid. Yeah, 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 that was that was probably before Marvel Spider-Man. That was like the last good Spider-Man game. Yeah, you know, it was creative, felt fresh. It's funny. It's from Beanox, who just progressively got worse. I also I like their first Amazing Spider-Man game. Um, which was yeah, open they did world. progressively get worse. And there were some issues with the mechanics because I did re- re- uh, try to return to that last Ooh. year, and I was like, mm, "Ooh, wait, did you try to go back to Amazing Spider-Man 2? No, I went back to good. no, good, no, good, no, <laughs> not a million years. What are you good. talking? Good. No, I went back. I was to, about to sell about to say some but, prayers. Holy shit, bro! No, no, no. I went back to Shattered Universe to try it out on the mm-hmm. PC, and there were some issues with the control and stuff. But just the overall ideas, and that we were just mostly talking about story. I would say I still like the idea. Mm-hmm. Over. I like Noir Spider-Man, too. It is yeah, my favorite so cool. suit in, uh, in Spider-Man but on the PS4, too. Have you ever played Edge the... of Time? It's this, this, I put this in quotes, kind of like the sequel, this, the game after Shattered Dimensions. No, I don't even recognize it. It's quite the step back. It's just about oh, regular Spider-Man and, and 2099, and you kind of oh. bounce back between those two. It's a cool idea on paper, but... Uh, Oh man, that, that game reviewed Maybe like I did, trash, I and I played it through twice. Because I just, you can never question my love for Spider-Man. I platinum Amazing Spider-Man two, and I played through Edge of Time twice. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Those are two pretty fucking bad Amazing Spider-Man games. Spider-Man two is pretty, pretty dank, bad, man. Yeah. That is that is one of the worst games I've ever. Because that was the one, if I remember, with that stupid ass fucking system that made you run around the world saving everybody right because yes you would, people would hate you oh. and I, I was just like this is the worst fucking idea anybody's come up with ever it was so in fact it reminds me of anthem where anthem you you get on a roll and anthem rewinds you you know or, or teleports you back you know to, mm-hmm. there was there's some you're trying to move forward i talked about it like some game i hate that stopping that game always stopped me from that game stopped me from exploring the city the very major thing the game's about. And I was yeah. just too busy saving fucking dudes in cars and shit. Oh. God, bro. Not a fan. Trash game. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Just, just yeah, not their best good. work. There's a reason that they stopped making Spider-Man games after that. They, they clearly were like, alright, we're done. <laughs> we're gonna make something so bad you have to remove the license from us. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. Last news story of the show is about Tim Willits. He has departed id Software after 24 years with the company. Uh, he started off, I believe, as a level designer. Let's double check here. Let's see here. Uh, designer production credits on virtually everything id Software has done, from Ultimate Doom, for which he served as level designer, to the Doom 3 BFG edition in 2012, his first as studio head. He's had an impressive run. Uh, since then, overseeing the resurrection of the original Quake, Rage, and in particular, Doom. Less happily, he also wound up in a bit of beef with other id veterans in 2017 when he said he'd hope, or he'd come up with an idea that made maps specifically for multiplayer modes a claim his fellow developers rejected. Um, all the games currently in development are in very good hands. My departure will not affect any planned releases. Its software is packed full of amazing talent that will continue to develop Long into the future, some of the best shooters in the world will said in a follow-up tweet, after QuakeCon, I will announce my future plans, where I am going, and what new exciting things I am doing. Stay 
tuned. Uh, Will's departure leaves only two Quake era employees still at id. Executive producer Kevin Cloud, who's been with the studio since 1992, and a, a office manager slash id mom Donna Jackson, who joined in 1994. Uh, all this information comes from PC Gamer, by the way. Um, very interesting time to leave. We're only two months out of Rage 2, which um, received some pretty inconsistent reviews. Um, you gotta wonder about sales. You gotta wonder about his level of yeah. drive to stay there. You know, he likely did all he could on Doom Eternal where, you know, it's, what, four months out now and he's probably like, alright, time to move on. What do you think, you know, do you need a change of scenery? Like, after 24 years, that's a pretty significant... 24 years, it might exactly be that. He may be into the th- rigmarole too, where it's like he knows that there there's certain things that they're gonna make. Mm-hmm. And maybe he just wants to... But when whenever they say there's new a new thing on the future, like a new what did he say a new wait a new surprise about what I'm doing or whatever, um, yeah. I firmly also believe that maybe 20 years ago, 15 years ago, that certain things he could have tried to do couldn't have been done. Now with social media and with Kickstarter, with all this crazy shit, they look at Adam Sessler. He was a reviewer, mm-hmm. and then he suddenly he's working with the Friday the Thirteenth guys making a game. He was so it's it's pretty crazy where people can jump around. So also he may want to do something that isn't available there at all. Like the position, the whatever he may want to do. He may just be like twenty four years. I can take all my. I mean, imagine the amount of knowledge that dude's got. Absolutely. You can bet wherever he's going, he's number one or two wherever he's going. I would not That's what doubt I'm saying. that he's like, not going to be you know, like a, a lead animator no, he's or something like a level yeah. designer at a new thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very I mean, interesting I, move. I just I, I feel like after Rage Two, you gotta wonder, like, why the shoe dropped then. I, I just feel if you, how do I how do I word it? If you're going to get stagnant, you feel stagnant, and you're like it's time for a change. I feel if you worked at a place for 24 years, that you'd imagine it would hit you a little bit sooner, right? At least I'd say so. Uh, yeah, it could have been, but it could have also been where he wanted to stay and help his team till he was done. True. Till it was done. True. That that definitely happens where somebody would be like, oh, I'm going to stick through this last game um, and then move on. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to know. It's hard to even know if the game had anything to do with it. It's hard to know when he ch- truly decided. But there's so many options now, Maddie. Like, these guys are going every – go, every time I go on Twitter, every single time, there's somebody saying, so I've left – yep, yep, I've left so-and-so, and I'm going, well, the contact we used to have at Microsoft – who yes. started at Sandbox. Like, that dude jumped, like, six times in, like, a, a six-month period. We were just like, whoa, he's where now? He's. Mm-hmm. It was like he was there, then Sandbox assembly. It was like he moved, and then suddenly it was just, like, Microsoft, and then it was like, I'm out, and I'm I'm working at Discord or something, I think, is yeah. where he ended up. Yeah. And now, I believe, doesn't even work there and is a chef. Yeah. Just on his own. So It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. There's this weird... Um, What's the term? Like, uh, you don't have to lower yourself down by going so... You know how you used to... Oh, if I quit here, Restart. I have to be low... Yeah, I have to be lower somewhere. Now there's so many new things being created that I think a lot of people... That, that shoot is... Uh, the parachute is still there. They're still... Mm-hmm. They're you like... sidestep. Yeah, I sidestep and I'm not going to be crushed under the... You know, another five years or ten years of, of, of starting at a low spot. So <laughs> Remember last Maybe. week when we, uh, when we joked, speaking of Discord, we joked how they're always throwing a party? Yes. Guess Sorry, what they're doing. I thought you meant you're just... <laughs> what they're you doing this week. We're throwing another one. <laughs> Nobody believes me. I bring it up. People think I'm being a shit. Same thing with Patron. 
go follow their tweets. I'm a part of their Discord, actually. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it, it'll be like, yeah, we're fixing this. So anyway, about this weekend, when we all go fucking fishing on yachts, and yeah. you're just like, no, yeah. and I don't behold anybody. Fuck yeah, me. I don't have begrudging. No. I just thought it was yeah, so funny. Begrudge. We just, yeah, yeah. We just talked it, about it last week. But it's funny that we just talked about it. I didn't know that. No, yeah. that's that's hilarious though, because it is. It's <laughs> it seems to be quite true with that particular group. <laughs> yeah, I spend that money and not get hit by the tax yeah. man. I guess. <laughs> oh, exactly. Like a nonprofit spending your money in November and shit, mm -hmm. so the taxes come and you'd be yeah. like, "We're at zero. <laughs> they're like, "What are you talking about? We spent it on this business venture. We promoted our social media right over here. See? Hey, bro." team building trust me yeah. i was a part of many a team building that you were like really is this team building or team buying because <laughs> damn son damn no it's cool good for him though right mm -hmm. i mean absolutely you know, um go i mean it's now's the time for these guys to be able to go and do do what they want to do you and i see it every fucking week right now where it's like you email somebody and they're like oh i've, I've left yeah. Well, Surge 2, Adam Hatani. We had him on the podcast multiple times, setting up a meeting for Surge 2 because he worked on Surge 1. Mm -hmm. And I look on his Facebook, and it's like, I, I'm returning to America. I've got a new job. And I'm just like, uh, well, there goes my contact. <laughs> just, right just out of the blue, you're like, fuck, man. Yeah. yeah, It's cool. A lot of chances. Right on. Well, best of luck to Tim and his newest venture. Yeah, and for sure. Did now, he say when he's announcing it, Maddie? Uh, after QuakeCon. Which do we? I don't know when Quake I think that's, is that. I have it. Or is that next here. week? No, that's not what. It's week, in, it's always it? in August. I'm trying to think. Oh, oh it's always in August. When is QuakeCon this year? I don't. I think it's earlier this year. I was talking to a friend from Bethesda about it. QuakeCon is. I'm wrong. It's not in August. It's July 25th to the 28th. Okay, that makes sense because I did see somebody saying they were going to an event, and I, I, I thought mm -hmm. for sure they had said Quake. Okay, gotcha. Yep. All right. Once again, best of luck to Tim. Can't wait yeah. to see where he is next because it puts your eyes on a new studio or something that they're creating. So now, with all of the news out of the way, we move over to our patron questions. If you'd like to be oh, a I part of this. Oh, I got to thank some. Oh, go for it. I got to thank one of your patrons. Grimblade, thank you very much for uh, linking me to the video I was trying to discuss in last week's podcast. I could not remember what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> Don't know if I was just tired. But right when I, we got done with the podcast, Grimblade's like, I bet you Carrick's talking about this, and I was. So you rock. Grimblade always, no matter what name he chooses, no matter. He's probably just <laughs> not Grimblade this week. I have no clue, but he, I just wanted to say thank it? you for watching, for sure, as he always does. He's a mm -hmm. vested member, but thank you always. He's always on top of shit, man. He's mm -hmm. like, and he, he sort of knows, too. I'll, I'll mention something and be like, it's this. And I'll be like, okay, it is. Thank you. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's he's never, there there's never, me. like, he, he reminds me of my friend Tyler. One of my best friends, Tyler. He, he, he's very sure in anything that comes out of his mouth. You know, Grim, Grim could say the dumbest fucking thing, and you'd believe yeah. him because he'd be like, yeah, you just have this, <laughs> this sense of confidence. Flat Earth is real. You're like, Grim's got a good point. Yeah, he didn't make any, but he's got a good point. I'm starting to, I'm starting to think that Grim might be right. Flat Earth may be real. That's fun. So, anyway, sorry. I, no, no, go you're ahead. good. You're good. Uh, if you want to be a part of the podcast question section, um, you have to subscribe to the Patreon. It's just a dollar. Get join, get access to the uh, Discord. There's a section there, podcast questions. Every Friday, I tag you all, and you just drop your questions there. There's no pressure, and you get involved with a great community. We're going to start off with a tech question for Carrick. It comes from Johnsonville. Is an N... Holy crap, this is, this is going to be... Let me know if there's like little abbreviations or pronunciations for this. Is an NVMe PCIe SSD worth the price difference compared to a SATA 3 SSD? 
Uh, for nerds like me, yes, but no, not for the general public. Okay. NVMe is just another type of like memory chip system and how it works. Mm -hmm. Supremely fast, insanely fast, and operating system for sure. Um, if you have a if you have Windows SSD even and NVMe, you would definitely want to go with that memory if you could versus an SSD. But for most people, if you're just putting games on it or anything storage wise, you, you'd be fine with an SSD. Right. On. Very good. Yeah, Johnsonville always asks these like tech questions because he he says he's currently gathering parts for a new PC build. Uh, for my CPU, I can't decide between the 2060, 2060 Super, 2070, and 2070 Super. I want ray tracing. He says I'm not opposed to getting uh, any of them used slash open box either, but I'm not sure which one is the best price slash performance for a rig. I want to run 4K 60fps on most titles, or should I wait for a price drop? Uh, I'd say wait for a price drop personally just if they do drop he, the price yeah and you're not going to be running he said most games bro I've got a 2080 Ti that's like severely overclocked and I'm not running fucking 4k 60 FPS on a lot of games mm -hmm. it, well he didn't it usually mention, depends on the game's optimization in that and case, settings right? and mm -hmm. settings because if you if we're talking about lowest settings well then yeah that's one thing but if you're talking about like high or, or uber there, the chances of you running most games at 4K is actually not incredibly high if we're talking about new games. So it depends. People, when they ask those questions, usually need to say what settings they want to hit, medium, high, mm -hmm. or or ultra, which is usually now future, where a ultra setting won't even be really good on the current cards because they know something's coming. Um, or they need to um, discuss, like, if they're talking about, like you and I, the new games, or if they're talking about, like, last year's and prior, most of those. Because right. then... There's some leeway there. But, I mean, look at even Vampire. Vampire. Vampire's got performance issues, and it's a year old. And mm -hmm. getting 40, you know, 40K 60 requires some finagling at times. Yeah. That's cool. He's getting one, though. Congrats, man. Yeah, no, that's Welcome. awesome. My suggestion would be, and obviously I'm not the tech guy. We, we divert all those questions of character. My suggestion would just be go for... Go for the 60 FPS. You know, just just make sure the game runs smooth. You know, the... Yeah, 1440p 60 still looks damn great good. just yeah. go for that yeah yeah, yeah. And I, I would yeah, say it saves your wallet a little bit and you know it's not that you can't tell the difference you certainly can just you know i don't think those extra pixels are enough to have you dump well, it's into an a... nvidia card so he can just put uh you can just use super sampling anyway if you have a, okay and so i think he'd be set you know the, all those cards he mentioned are awesome whenever anybody talks about performance versus cost you also have to say is it on sale somewhere like mm -hmm. you said wait for a sale you can wait for a sale i got my 2080 ti at a fucking redonkulous price because i worked some deals so wait yeah like or, or download or honey a spreadsheet and uh and wait yeah for, and wait for uh Bro, what, what's it called it's um, so true it's so true black friday or, or uh, cyber yeah. monday yeah and look and he said open boxed uh recertified items on amazon are usually at a much better price i buy mm -hmm. recertified all the time because they yeah, actually I bought, guarantee i bought it. a refurbished phillips hue set <laughs> Yeah, I, my TVs are all from refurbished, even yeah. though they're brand new TVs. Somebody just didn't like the way they looked. And turned yeah, I was like, sure, I'll take it. Yeah, uh, exactly. they'll be like, it's got a it's got a minor scratch on the back, and you're like, dude, it's a TV. I'm looking at the front. Like, <laughs> <laughs> unless you say there's a sword smash hole in the front of my like TV, Someone who gives a shit? It. <laughs> yeah, it's like a minor blemish, and there's a fucking claymore sword, six foot fucking sword through the right side. Like, yeah, that probably won't work. Might be might be a nice living room decoration. Uh, it would be. Invite people over. I know, right? <laughs> Grimblade asks. 
What is your favorite underutilized UI element? Underutilized is, an, is a specific word. I thought if it was underrated, I'd say just a good inventory system because those have become few and far between. But underutilized, something that makes I, me aware of I something would, on screen. Hmm. I would say absolutely. Um, it is it is not done very often, needs to be done with every game, which is the ability to remove and or minimize elements of the HUD completely. Because most Kinda games like, I play... Um, Metro Exodus? Yeah, in any Far Cry game... Assassin's Creed, the first thing I do is play it for a little bit with the HUD and then just start turning parts off until mm -hmm. I'm experiencing the game world like organically and not waypoint to waypoint, that kind of thing. Right. So um, some games have no options and you're looking at this ugly HUD with a giant, they think it looks cool, right? The giant life bar mm -hmm. and you're all, dude, it's half the screen. What the fuck? Like, I don't need that. Just put a little circle somewhere. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but some, I love how some games will say minimal HUD and it actually changes your graphics. So like, instead of a big life bar, it'll be a number yeah. or something. I'm, I, I love I that. I cool. think that's very underutilized. More companies need to do that for mm. people. That would be mine. I would agree, yeah, the minimization is important because we just saw 76, for example, add the option where you could, when you get in the power armor, you know how you have, like, the entire yeah. border yes. of your screen is just fucking cluttered? I've, ever since Fallout 4, I have hated that. It's right. just so much in your way. It's great for, you know, what it's trying to do, but it's eventually the aesthetic wears off and you're like god i can barely it's fucking just cutting see. off view yeah, yeah and and so they changed in 76 on a patch you're able to go to your standard hud option oh, when cool. you enter power armor which is really really good despite the game breaking a ton that was a great addition uh for the patch <laughs> underutilized hud you can never get anything good without something bad right yeah, it's right. like here we're gonna fix your hud and break something oh, yeah. fuck I will say this. I think an underutilized mechanic, which, you know, it comes from a BGS game, but I'd love to see it in more, is the little icons that are specific, uniquely crafted shapes or figures for a location you're approaching. Because you'll see, like, a tower, then you'll oh, see, like, a building, yeah. then you'll see a statue, yeah. and you're like, you know, you'll see it on the mini-map, and you'll be like, like it, it stokes a sense what of curiosity. It, yeah, exactly. You don't yeah. know... This tower kind of looks like that statue is, you know, is in the minimap bar, by the way, I'm saying. You're like, w which one is that? I'm going to go in that direction and try to find out. I feel, uh, while it doesn't really make sense why you'd have it, I, I think it's really underutilized. and, and could, Aesthetically, it just looks yeah. cool. Like, I, 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 there's just, it's such a difference between seeing that house versus what a lot of games do, which is a circle that then fills in when you... Yeah, right, you when know, you get close. Yeah, I just think... Um, that and also for open worlds, a map search bar. I've never seen an open world do it, but dude, when I am playing, I'll go back to Fallout again because you know I, I just did a Fallout 4 Road to Platinum. Man, when I am playing that fucking game, and and you know my map is full and I'm looking for a location. Look, I've trekked these maps a million and t one times, and I still sometimes struggle to find course, some yeah. side locations. I would kill for a fucking search bar that as I type it in, it just moves the cursor yeah. to where I'm looking. Like type go. in S and it shows you just all the S things locations. that are S's. Yeah, yeah, that would be, yeah, Good I don't think I've ever God. even seen that. I would, I would kill for that. I would love that. That would so, be very cool. Hopefully a developer's listening. Um, Beard to Panda says, this is an important question. Destroyed the grave asked to his Adam from uh, Games and Groceries. He was a guest on the podcast a couple weeks ago. What are your reasons why you think Pokemon Snap is a joke? All right. Look. Your whole fucking game is about taking pictures of Pokemon. Is this the N64 game I yeah. played when I was a kid? Okay. Yeah. Just making sure we're talking the same way. It, I think it's one of the... Like, I watched 
gameplay. I played it at a friend's house, and I was like, as a kid and as a young adult, I both times I had the same reaction without with a little less uh, language. I was like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> like, why? Why would I ever, ever want to do this? Uh, it, it. I just think it's. I think it's one of the dumbest ideas for a game. Just taking pictures. I get there's something therapeutic, like, you know, here I am loving Dragon Quest Builders 2 because I'm building for my little town, I'm interacting with these cute little characters and shit, and you're like, why would you want to build? Go go build something in real life, Maddie. And, and, you know, I can tell you the same thing. Go take go take pictures of your dog and pretend it's Dog Snap, all right? Get out of here with that. Do you have any comments on Pokemon Snap, Garrick? Uh, surprisingly, it was my first introduction to Pokemon. Oh, my. Yeah. That good was one, literally my first. Uh, no, I don't remember. I remember I liked the um, aesthetic overall, and I sort of liked some, like, when they would pop up and stuff, but mm-hmm. I didn't play it more than maybe half an hour, an hour. Um, and then later on got the handhelds and, you know, Woo! played. Uh, I, I got Actually, I think one time I was in detention and played somebody's. <laughs> now that I think about it, Game Boy Original. The green and... Green, yeah, Game Boy yeah, Original yeah, was green and black yeah, shit, monochrome. Yeah, lime green, green right? yeah. Now that I think about it, that might have been my first. But Pokemon Snap, I think, was my first console version of, of anything. Pokemon. That reminds me. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't in love. When I had my Android, I used to get, like, ROMs on it. And I remember, like, everyone would gather around me at study hall because I'd have fucking Pokemon on my phone. They'd be like, yo, mm. what? I was just sitting there. That's like, very cool. Yeah. You mean there was emulators that ran well enough on yeah. the Android? Yeah, like, I could save my progress in every study hall. I'd play the game, and I, I beat it that year. <laughs> <laughs> Let's tangent for a second. You know what blows me away, dude, is that you can play KOTOR on your phone. I'm not yeah. saying you would want to, but we've come... Ports are Jade solid. Empire, I believe. Ports are solid. Baldur's Gate. And I have a tablet that's big enough to play if I wanted. I don't. But um, it's just a cool time to live that mm-hmm. those games are on a cell phone, and I would go to Google Play and look up a game and be like, what the fuck, really? It's wild like, that because... That is insanity. You know, think of those games when they were released, and they were like... Top tier performance, yeah. like considered amazing looking you, on that you, system. This is this yeah. is the highest technology we'll right. ever go, and and, yeah. and now they're just on these little screens here that you can just take in your pocket. Uh, it, it's it's fantastic. Um, I've considered getting Kotor on my phone, but then I always think like I got it on Xbox already, so why I greasify my phone like thumbprints, yeah. and as I just realized, my hands are dirty from working today, and so it's just like. <laughs> I don't want to nastify my phone. I actually did a thing where you buy the suction cup joystick. You ever seen that? No. So you buy this little baby suction cup joystick that's got a spring inside, and what you do is you find wherever you're supposed to move in a game, and you put the joystick over it, and it suctions onto your screen, and then it touches the screen instead of your thumb. I like that. And it worked. Yeah, I played... There was a couple games I played where I'm like, God damn, man, I could actually... It's not perfect, but either is a motion or a touch screen, Mm -hmm. like for half the games you and I played. But for $3, I think, is all I paid. That's it actually awesome. worked pretty well. Yeah, just stuck it on a phone, tablet, whatever. You just find wherever it's expecting your thumb to be, and you stick that on instead. And I was like, oh, damn. That was pretty cool. That was a good idea, you know, for grubby fingers like mine where, you're, I mean, your phone looks nasty. You know, I don't even do the Switch that way. Do you use a lot of touch on the Switch? Because I don't. I, I don't like touching the screen. Yeah, I don't I don't like to yeah, I because I, I feel like I don't have like greasy hands, but e- you know, even when I do I, on my phone it's fine, but on my Switch you can just see the smudge the streak. because what yeah. happened was I was playing Dragon Quest Hero or Dra- Dragon Quest, Jesus. You can tell what's on my fucking mind. 
Super Dragon Ball Heroes on my Switch. Yeah, I put like mm-hmm. 70 hours in the game, and a lot of it does involve you touching the screen, like swiping and stuff. And mm-hmm. so my girlfriend comes over, and she's got Zelda on her Switch, and I got, I'm got i taking out my Switch, and you can just see, like, the yeah, thumbprints right. all over this bad boy. Get the alcohol uh, tab out yeah, before she, anybody she notices. She's just like, what the fuck do you do to your <laughs> Switch? I'm like, look, yeah. the game needs a lot of touching, and, like, I cleaned it off. But uh, the yeah. game needs a lot of touching. Should be the <laughs> fucking that's that that should be the motto of the channel now. The game needs a lot of touching and just leave it. it. Don't tell anybody what you mean. It does. It does. But um, yeah, man, it, it it requires a lot, and so I, I had to clean off my screen and um, yeah, yeah. I, I get the same way when I did that. I, I hate talking on my f- cell phone because I'll put it against my cheek. And if I'm on the phone for, like, more than 50, 50 oh, minutes, yeah. you pull it away, and you're just like, God almighty, what the fuck's yeah. on my face? Yeah, humans are inherently gross as fuck, and one of the best <laughs> ways you learn it is a touch device. not Or a keyboard. Yeah. Uh, we had tech guys oh, who would come to our uh, office, and they'd be like, somebody would say their keyboard didn't work, and the tech mm-hmm. guy would look at the keyboard and be all... I'm not fucking touching that. We're buying you a new one. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not just even... shine a little blue flashlight around the room. Oh, no, 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 no. A black light? Be like CSI Miami and be all, yeah. nah, 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 yeah. it's not happening. With five bucks for a keyboard, unplug that bitch, recycle it, yeah. let somebody else do it if they want to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, humans are gross. I mean, when you, it, it is funny, especially handhelds, you notice it. Yeah. And they're also in your pocket, right, which is mm-hmm. warm, mm-hmm. right, and it's humid, and then you pull it out. And you're fondling it for fucking 45 minutes fondling. on a nasty, hot subway. <laughs> and it's like after a while, you look at it and you're all, fuck, man. I need to dip it in some kind of degreaser. <laughs> I don't know if it'll work, but it'll be clean. Uh, Johnny EC asks, your feelings towards when fans mask a flaw in a video game as part of the game? Story, gameplay, etc." <laughs> I know that feeling. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I've been the guy who's done it in the past. Uh, when I was a, a young Maddie, I guess you know, for me, I have a lot more patience when I see someone doing it. Like, not, I don't know, how, I don't know how to say it without sounding egotistical. I'm like, oh, you know, they don't, they don't know any better. But you well, know, some a, people just sh- care it's less. It's a shared, it's a shared understanding of what it was like. Yeah, because right. like, just some people know the flaws there, and they don't try to mask it. They're more so like, who cares? You know, I. I, yeah. I remember, what was it? The, was it the Switch Lite? I was talking with someone. Yeah, I mentioned how the Switch Lite wasn't impressive in my video when I put out a tweet, and someone was like, who cares? Nintendo's always behind on tech. Or Nintendo's always slow to draw on tech. And I'm like, why do you want that? Like, why is that okay? Right. Why does that make right. it an, an okay decision for Nintendo? It doesn't. But it's like, yeah. you know, some people are so accustomed to, uh, or trained almost, to just, eh, who cares? Accept it as is. This is how they are. And it gives companies so much leeway. Um, yeah. So it's just about, like, taking that extra second. That's all I tell people. Like, take that extra second to ask yourself why when you say something. You know, and you might realize it. I'm not calling people stupid, but you might realize something stupid's coming about to come out of your mouth. And, and you can stop that. <laughs> you, can, you can cancel that. Yeah. But, I mean, like I said, there, there are definitely people who... I wouldn't say are masking it. If there, there's just simple disagreements. Like, people will argue... I think, because we were talking about Fallout earlier, it's just a perfect example. People argue to the ends of the Earth on how amazing Fallout 4 is, and people argue to the other end of the Earth, that flat Earth we were talking about earlier, that Fallout 4 is, uh, is, is an awful game in every single way. Like, performance, story, questing, role-playing, leveling up, shooting, everything. Like, it, it, it's just different tastes. It's really all boils down. You know down what to... I, I don't like, and we don't do it as much. I think 
we probably used to do it as much um, because it's been more in the last couple of years. But whenever I hear anybody say, well, maybe the game's not for you. I'd be like, ah, hold up. Because a lot of people like to use that as a catch-all, get out of an argument, like when you're pointing out something in the game. And that, it is true, because like, for example, some sports games, if you said, here's a soccer game, well, guess what? That game is not for me. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. But when it's like an RPG with all the elements I like, but I have problems with it, saying that game mm -hmm. is not for you is pretty fucking stupid to say. Like, right. that's, that's not a catch-all, get-out-of-jail-free argument. That's just a, instead, either say, okay, we agreed to disagree, I like it, you know, you like that, I, I get it, whatever, we mm -hmm. like different things. But um, that's the one that sometimes I'm just like, oh, this handheld is not for you. And I'll be like, ah, we were just talking about, like, even ignoring the light, um, even last generation, like the PS3, I wasn't as big of a fan. And mm -hmm. people would say, well, maybe it's just not for you. And I'd be like, no, there's... <laughs> You know, you get that front, you're like, just, that's not what I'm saying. And I'm okay with moving on, too, mm -hmm. and just being like, okay, um, maybe not even saying, well, we agree to disagree, but just saying, all right, well, anyway, so the next right. thing we're going to talk about is, because sometimes, why argue about it, too? Like, my mom, if she likes the color car, I don't, and was, you know, if I bought a brand new car when I was younger, and she looked at it, and was like, I don't like that color, and I'd be like, well, I do. That's pretty much the end of the discussion. Right. But a lot of people try to take it a little farther. And you and I have to, because we might be reviewing a game. But I think overall, fans get a little too accustomed to wanting to itemize and identify every little thing. Sometimes you're just like, you know what? You like it, somebody else doesn't. Doesn't mean they're not pointing out something that is genuinely bad. You just like that. When I was younger, did you ever get into these kind of conversations, though, where I would be playing a game and I'd like it? One of my friends would be like, I didn't. And I would try to explain to them why they were wrong and they should have. I used mm -hmm. to have those discussions. I'd be playing, like, Virtual Fighter, and they'd be like, I like Street Fighter better. And I'd be like, whoa, hold up. Yeah, put down and the controller. It, well, yeah, and you're like, <laughs> here's why you're probably not liking Virtual Fighter. And they're all, no, I, I get all that. And I'll be all, hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. all right. <laughs> you yeah. have that uncomfortable discussion. <laughs> Pardon me. Yeah, man, I... Oh, God. My friends and I still bicker about that stuff because we just like to give each other shit, so it's just a part mm -hmm. of that. So, like, if, if my friend Tyler... Um, bring it up again. I uh, loves just multiplayer. We need to have games. Tyler on the. Uh, I've ha I had him on um, one week. You couldn't come on, and it was just all first person shooter news for that week, and mm -hmm. it was just up his alley because that's he either plays an FPS, oh, gotcha, or a multiplayer game. He doesn't care gotcha. about anything else, and so I just you know he he just runs with a joke now. Like I'll show him a game, he'll be like, oh, it's got a story. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, like that's what he does. I'm like, all right, well, here's why you're stupid. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, That's funny. All right. Let's see here. We got a flurry of Mike Fury questions. He says, time to hit Maddie and Carrick with the machine gun questioning that is edited but still has errors in it. Sweet. So, we, you know, he's talking about a couple weeks ago. We just went in on his grammar or something like that. Uh-oh. Um, sorry. What? Well, I just hope he wasn't taking it personally. Oh, no, no. I don't think oh, he was. He, he, okay. he tagged me and was, like, laughing that we were just cooking him up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. If you're a patron, you're you're probably more likely to get roasted here than than anyone else because we at least have a relationship where you know, yeah, like we, like we can joke. Um, well, but, in the Discord, especially if you're a yeah. Discord patron, there's like there's the const not constant but ribbing or or you know a story somebody told the day before, mm -hmm. and so it makes sense to you and I to joke about it. Where yeah. maybe somebody else is like, what? Uh, what's your favorite unique game mechanic? For example, Shadow of Mordor Nemesis system. That's a really that's a really good answer. <laughs> uh, oh man, unique mechanic. Every game's got a little a little hook, a little gimmick. But sometimes it's like a compilation of 
a lot of different little things. Like Dragon Quest Builders Two is like one of my favorite games of the year so far. You know, I feel like I gotta get further to solidify that. But you know, right now it's like a bunch of little things that you'll see from other games or from other builders, and it just puts them all together and does them very mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's not about it being unique. I'd, I'd say I'd say Vats is one of my favorite unique ones. You don't see another Vats in games. Nope. Uh, Fallout's on the brain clearly, but I just you don't you don't really see that, and, and that comes to mind pretty quickly. I mean, you guess I think yeah, Vats is an automated of... automated bullet time, right? Wouldn't you if you had to explain it? Vats or Vats is like a freeze time bullet time in a way. Yeah, yeah, essentially. I mean, in a way. It's just the way it's presented and the way you can target yeah. body parts, and then you account for like the level of gore and the bloody mess perk, and it becomes this whole like personality Thing on its own. Yeah, yeah, it just takes its own form. That that would probably be my answer off the rip. Uh, mine would be a, a, a game I didn't even love, a Quantum Break. I liked the time, uh, mm. um, the, uh, any of those, like anything with rewind or freeze, or I, I love that kind of stuff. But it's in everything. Yeah. I, uh, unique, like when he mentioned Nemesis, I like the idea of Nemesis. It never played out as well, um, but it reminded me. I do like Ultimate Alliance 3's team stuff with so many teams offering perks and the ability. I mean, it's new, so I don't want to mention it because I feel like. Sometimes something new is what's mm-hmm. in your brain. It's not necessarily the right answer, but th- both yeah. of those would be mine. Quantum Break had some cool stuff for a game that, unfortunately, it was missing some stuff. There was actually some really cool spells, or what do you call them? Powers in Quantum Break. Yeah. Uh, he also asks, what game franchises have the best soundtrack? Near Persona. Go to bed now. Thank you. Have a good one. Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy has a good one. Final Fantasy thirteen um, too has a really fucking good soundtrack, and and that's one that no one will admit because it's thirteen. I can't believe they made three of that series. That's it's it's kind of funny when you think about it. You'll never see that again. Three three of the, of a side 13, series like that of thirteen. Yeah, they went thirteen, thirteen two, and then thirteen three lightning returns. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would agree with all those. I mean, I, I, funny enough, it's a cheat, but I would say also Halo. Um. Mm. And then Star Wars, strangely enough, the games for Star Wars, the one complaint I've never had about any Star Wars game, and I've had complaints about all of them in some way, is that their soundtracks always do an, a, a pretty tremendous job, not of remixing new stuff, but also, you know, at the same time playing old themes. So mm-hmm. it, it sounds like a cheat because Jesus is Star Wars, but really, in all honesty, at some point you would say, Jesus is Star Wars, why isn't it better? And it's not. You're usually like, damn, that Star Wars sounds really good, even yeah. if the game wasn't very good. Yep, I agree. There was always a good touch on sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just thought of one for the uh, the unique mechanics because you mentioned Star Wars, and that's the light and dark side meter for uh, Kotor. Just no, like seeing like a bar kind of represent your choices oh, if you're oh, going light oh, or dark right. side or yeah. how you're sitting and changing. Remember yeah. changing your yeah graphics yeah, so yeah. Your you character would have that like brooding arm pump if he was going on the dark side. Mass Effect. Remember, mm. Mass Effect started adding it so your face would get all fucking like white and cadaverous. You'd you'd have like scars and stuff. Yeah, as, as, just as, somehow as your character got like marred in combat because he was yeah. evil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if he's yeah. a good guy, he's, he he's a pretty care. boy. Uh, what is the sleeper game of the year that is excellent but people have completely slept on in 2019? Oh man, 2019. Um, yeah, a sleeper, a sleeper game of the year. I feel, I feel like Plague Tale Innocence would would probably sit in oh, that category. Yeah, yeah, I don't even need to look it up. Yeah, yeah. that's the answer. Yeah, hundred percent. Just really strong story, really focused game, uh, great atmosphere. I think the price tag hurts it a little bit. I think fifty dollars was just like it's a quality experience. Just there's something there that I feel it's so you know it's kind of tailing off of what I mentioned with Avengers, where it's very 
uh, directed in a sense. It's not as open-ended, which is fine for the type of game it is, but for $50 in a much more short experience that isn't as replayable, uh, it becomes a little bit of a harder sell. But if it's at anything cheaper, I mean, that is that is a great game. Great, great sleeper, sleeper game of the year. Uh, probably not on my game of the year list. Um, just didn't hit that spot for me, but really good title. Would love to see more from that studio. We'll have to do a game of the year. Well, we will because we'll be doing podcasts, but because yeah. that would be where Rage wouldn't. So it'll be interesting to see where, where we diverge if we do because mm-hmm. we still have some huge games. We should coming. just do like a top but, five and just bounce back and forth like what's yeah, your five? We'll probably have five. to this year too because I think there might be there might not be a high, high game. There might just be – we might end up finding out this year is like a lot of good ones that are like in that That's what it's feeling like trend. so far. We have – we you know, some will say like Resident Evil 2, you know, or oh, Devil May Cry 5, but I just – I'm not a diehard Resident Evil fan. <laughs> One of my favorite... I, I gotta start off with a confession. Haven't played 4. Go ahead, shoot me now. Um, Resi 5 is my favorite just because it's a great fucking co-op game. It is. That's how I was introduced to the series and what it was for me. Yeah, uh, right. I, I that's love your starting 7. point, that, that's what you're gonna... Yeah, I mean, on, I know? love 7. I loved re- the 2 remake, but um, I just... My introduction to the series and what I associate it with and the good times I associate it with were, were all co-op-based memories. But if it's a 2019 game of the year, 2 could still be in that then because it, you're not rating them against 7 or against 5. No, just... I just... What I was getting at is I I don't value Resident Evil as much as others. And so 2 Remake, I was like, that's a great game, oh. but like it's not on my game okay. of the year list. DMC 5, I... I I feel because I fluctuate with it too much, it's not going to end up on the game of the year list because I feel it's too stop-go, stop-go, stop-go. It is... It it, and, it, it, and, it won't be on. It wouldn't be my number one. Yeah, it, it, like, it, it has just that such good combat, and you know, for, for all the DMC Ninja Theory flaws that it has, you know, the, the character redesign, the personalities are, are pretty bogus. That game has great flow in combat. <laughs> I gotta say, um, yeah. and the hottest weapon seller ever. I've already brought it up multiple times. Oh, and, and DMC five. Damn. Damn. Oh, yeah. yeah, I would go back to the van just to. Just to hang out. <laughs> hang out. How you doing? How you doing? Um, all right, Mike Fury, we've answered enough of your questions. Yeah, uh, Mike Holzer Fury, get out 19... of here with your questions. I'm just joking. Thank <laughs> Holzer you. Holzer 19 said, which gaming... Oh, man, this is, a... this is just dark. Which gaming franchise just needs to die? I don't know. We don't really wish for failure, Holzer. Yeah, because, dude, I, I've played games in a series, Spider-Man, for example, where if you had asked me after Amazing Spider-Man 2, I would have been like, uh, Spider-Man? But mm-hmm. then, you know what I mean? So time yeah. and excellence destroy any thought of just killing something. Yeah, I'd um, love to see dying down of sports games and the rising up of competitors. Funny you mentioned that. That's what I was... I was actually thinking of Madden right now. I was like, mm-hmm. well, technically, the Madden games... Yeah, like, I don't want Madden to die because for a competitor to rise up, Madden needs to live, and for Madden to compete, it would have to get better, so you'd, you'd need a Madden to... a bad Madden to exist. So I, don't, I wouldn't say there's anything I just want to have die. Yeah, me neither. How about this? Let's change that a little bit. Is there any title that you absolutely don't see... That that is even slightly popular, or whatever that you don't see even a reason to exist, where you're like, and if there's not, that's fine, because that's a that's a pretty harsh question. We understand. It's gonna I sound like say- I'm tailing off of it, but if you look at my channel, I didn't cover really any of the catastrophe, but probably Anthem. 
you know, from the start, from the very get-go, I was like, this is not a good idea. It's not a Bioware game. It's not what they're known for. It's not their bread and butter. It's not going to be as easy as they think. And it wasn't. And gotcha. it doesn't really have any business existing. And it, the fans showed they don't care about those games from them. They don't want those games from them. And I, I think in turn, um, that's just a title that, that shouldn't have existed. You know, And I, I feel like there was signs all over the place telling them that. When you read the story of development that was like, what, eight, seven years? And they only had something that legitimately show in the last year? Like, that just screams of something that's like, you know, this, guys, this, this project is not meant to be. Just can it, you know? Yeah. I'm sure... There's so many horror stories, not horror stories, but like stories from Bioware of games in the past, role-playing single-player games, they've had no issue canning. Why was this one the one they forced out? Because it's games as a service and they saw the dollar symbols. Let's be real. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying they're greedy, they're money-grubbing, they're chasing no dollar sign, but let's be real. Like We've seen so many companies do games as a service because they know uh, it's a good way to steadily generate revenue while they work on other shit. And you know what? Most authors, are, or sorry, most, I was going to compare this to authors, but most developers are also like, if we can make a good game that continues to make money, there's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So those two, that's There's not no bad. Losing. There's no losing to say, hey, guess what? We, what if we can make an awesome game? So I'm sure everybody who went in didn't say, man, today's the day to make a shit game. Yeah. They, they, or they at some point thought that was going to be, you know, was going to be really good. And I'm sure there was an idea. We should have just had different developers do it. Right on. Because I think that game could have been awesome if Titanfall's developers had made it. Or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Yeah. Um... Ghost Fister, Fixter asked us about the newest <laughs> Witcher trailer. Ghost Fister. Ghost Fister. Yeah, That's I, I, his I, new name. Yeah. Poor guy. Ghost, That's amazing. Yeah, it's one of those names because you're like doing the st at the end and then you yep. had to go to the fist. I've fix. done it in the chat I, in even today. Yeah, so the S and the, and, the, and the X just got mixed up there. So I said Ghost That's Fister. Awesome. Uh, he's asking us about our thoughts on the newest Witcher trailer that they just showed. Uh, I, would, I just made a fucking video today, Friday, as we record this about this damn show and i was like i know it's coming within a week it's got they got to be dropping a trailer soon and lo and behold they decide to do it while we're recording and i obviously have something to do after this because we had to you know keep the podcast somewhat shorter so i won't be able to watch the trailer immediately ghost and i cannot provide impromptu thoughts on such a trailer me neither but i'm sure sometime on the channel this weekend you'll see something from me because i'm super fucking curious but, uh, Carrick, that's all the questions we've got today, my friend. Oh, really? Yep. Short short amount oh, of questions got... today. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, patrons got to participate more. No, they've been great. Now, honestly, uh, we, we appreciate that because um, yeah. when we first started doing this, we were like, oh, boy. Because, like, we'd get two, three questions, and, and now we usually have, like, five, six, seven to sift through. Or and... they repeated, and I don't yeah. think we've had a repeat. We talked about that, where yeah. it's like, what's your favorite game? And you're all, hmm, that's, mm-hmm. we, yeah, like, that's a pretty generic question. But lately, mm-hmm. even Grimm said, oh, I can't think of any, I didn't think of any questions for two weeks, which indicates somebody cared about yeah. thinking about the question. Yeah. So we appreciate you guys firing away in the Discord. Keep on pumping them. Even if... Uh, I don't tag you guys, and you got a question for the show from Carrick and I, or for Carrick and I, uh, just drop it in there. You know, we yeah. saw Johnsonville do that. That's how I pulled out his little PC build thing, because he put that, I think it said last Tuesday, or something like that, or last Thursday. And so, uh, here we are talking about that versus his uh, his decision with an SSD. So, keep submitting, keep supporting, we appreciate you. And, uh, Carrick, any closing thoughts? Nah, enjoy your games. Hopefully everybody gets Alliance. Yes, indeed, and I'll be sure to provide some thoughts later in the week on the channel. We hope to see you guys there for episode 212. Thank you so much once again for your time, and we'll catch you guys later. Peace out. Peace out.